The philosopher Lao Tzu once said, There is no greater misfortune than greed. Money makes the world go round, but in a world permeated by greed and corruption, dirty money is a monster, a scourge, the result of bad precedents and broken systems, all representing a vicious, never-ending cycle. This podcast will explore some of the largest and most heinous cases of ill-gotten gains. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. The old adage goes. Learning from your mistakes, right? Lessons are to be learned, rules are meant to be followed, but sometimes that's just not the case. There's cases where people and where companies never learn. Rules always seem to be bent and broken, and this is something that is all too relevant now. Greed and corruption are at the very core of the FinCEN Files scandal, which erupted on September 20th, 2020. This has caused great turmoil in the world's largest banks. To sum it up, the FinCEN Files investigation was the work of teams of journalists at BuzzFeed News and the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, or the ICIJ along with partners throughout the world. BuzzFeed News got access to a huge number of classified government documents over a year ago from an anonymous source. Among these leaked files were over 2,100 suspicious activity reports, or SARS as they're called, dating from 1999 to 2017. SARS are reports filed by banks when they notice potential illegal or questionable financial activity, such as money laundering. These SARS are then sent to FinCEN, to presumably be investigated. FinCEN is the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, which is a division of the U.S. Treasury Department. A closer look at these suspicious activity reports revealed extreme corruption in the world's largest banks, including Deutsche Bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, HSBC, Barclays, Standard Chartered, and Bank of New York Mellon, among others. Over $2 trillion in dirty money was revealed to have been processed through these banks between 1999 and 2017. For scale, Deutsche Bank flagged $1.3 trillion alone in suspicious transactions. JP Morgan Chase flagged $514 billion. Standard Chartered flagged $166 billion. Bank of New York Mellon flagged $64 billion. Barclays flagged $21 billion, HSBC flagged $4.4 billion, and the list goes on and on. This is an almost unimaginable amount of money. But what makes it worse is that all this money, despite being flagged as suspicious transactions, somehow continued to be moved through. This dirty money was found to have ties to billionaires, top government officials, and even criminal and terrorist networks all throughout the world. Analysis of the SARS reports referenced thousands of people and organizations in over 170 countries, pointing to a scale of corruption rarely seen, even this day and age. Oftentimes, these organizations were found to be shell companies, a common tactic for people or organizations who want to hide their money or evade taxes. Shell companies seem to be an easy go-to for criminals, since they are easy to set up, largely anonymous, and depending on how much layering and artifice is put on, difficult to trace, making them also ideal for laundering money. 
The concept of money laundering is not new. The idea is that illegal money is quote-unquote washed and then converted into clean legitimate money. For example, let's say that person A ran an illegal gambling operation. Their entire take is in cash, which makes it difficult to spend or to put in a bank without others noticing. The solution is to launder it to make it usable as well as untraceable back to the illegal gambling operation. Let's use an example. To start off, person A would set up several shell companies in different regions, such as different cities, states, or nations. On paper, these shell companies would be seemingly interconnected. For example, one shell company would be operating a restaurant that sells burgers. Another shell company would claim to sell meat. Another company would sell buns, and so on. Then, person A, and perhaps their associates, would open up bank accounts for each company at different banks. Money would then be invested into the restaurant shell company, which would then quote-unquote bill the other shell companies for their imaginary products. Payments of the money would then flow to each of these companies, creating a chain of seemingly legitimate money for seemingly legitimate businesses. Eventually, this money would be quote-unquote cleaned and ultimately be withdrawn and spent. In the FinCEN Files case, this shell game is being played very often. To make matters even worse, the banks, the same banks that have allowed all of this dirty money through, have been profiting from this themselves. Despite all of the strict regulations against money laundering, against fraud, and other financial crimes, Rather than prevent or deter criminals from moving illegal funds, the banks have been getting their own kickbacks from it. However, this may only be the beginning. From 2011 to 2017, over 12 million suspicious activity reports have been filed with FinCEN. Note that only 2100, or rather just over 2100, were part of the FinCEN files that were leaked. Imagine that for scale. All of this greed, all of this corruption, all of this dirty money was revealed using less than 1% of the existing suspicious activity reports. And when there is this much dirty laundry, eventually someone is going to smell it. The scope and scale of this scandal is simply ridiculous. Yet, the sad part is that this whole incident almost isn't shocking. By this point, there have been so many financial scandals involving banks and big corporations and top officials that it almost feels like an everyday occurrence. It all points to bigger problems and issues down the line. It is clear that the systems that regulate banks and other organizations and the systems that are to regulate and curb corruption in business are broken. If the FinCEN Files investigation shows us anything, it is that the banks, as well as bank executives, should be held accountable for their actions. However, accountability needs to be redefined. Holding the banks responsible is a given, but how the banks and related partners will be held accountable is the real issue. After all, this is not the first time that banks have been involved in major financial scandals, and yet it seems that a common solution to the problem is a public apology 
and a massive fine, all of which equates to basically a slap on the wrist. Remember when Bank of America bundled mortgages and then sold them to investors knowing that they were less than secure? They got fined the largest bank settlement ever, which was $16.65 billion. Yet, B of A simply paid the fine and somehow remained standing. Remember when JP Morgan Chase was found to be helping Bernie Madoff funnel billions from his massive Ponzi scheme? Well, Chase paid the $2.5 billion fine, and somehow they remained standing. Remember when HSBC was found to be involved in laundering money for drug cartels? Again, they paid their $1.9 billion fine, and they were put on probation, but yet they still remained standing. The FinCEN files revealed that all of these banks have continued to be processing money for criminals and shell companies alike. So what good is this current definition of accountability? What good are these broken systems? It is the failure to actually take action against top bank executives and the banks themselves that may very well be perpetrating this corrupt behavior from the banks. In short, the FinCEN files case is multifaceted and complex and the investigation is still ongoing. There will be a deeper exploration of the case over time. However, in a way, it is good that the scandal happened. It should be an eye-opener for everyone. The systemic corruption that permeates financial institutions, leaders, organizations, and even governments has gone quite far enough. Change and reform are needed. I leave you with this quote from Tabiso Manko, author of The Azanian. When you accept dirty money, you become spineless. Thank you everyone for listening. Tune in next time for more cases of ill-gotten gains.